Live from New York City, it's Jeff versus the world. A podcast where Jeff Jones talks about things that he loves from pop culture, such as professional wrestling, music, TV and movies, sports, comics, and so much more. So without further ado, it's time to start Jeff versus the world. And here's the man who has your ears, Jeff Jones. Welcome, everybody, to Jeff versus the World. This is episode number 10, and I'm starting another new series called The More You Know, where I will be highlighting a lot of people from music, music you may not have heard of, artists you may not have heard of, but all of them come up, uh, actors, just anything like that, uh, wrestlers, anything that I love, um, that I I. I have some type of stake into as far as like listening or friends or anything like that. This is for their time to come on and I'm going to uh, basically introduce you to them and they're going to tell you everything it is they're doing. We're going to talk and we're going to rap for a couple of minutes. So my first guest in the first episode of the more, you know, is Julian Bowman, also known as Aries Knights. How you doing? Hey, hey, what's going on? I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. How you doing? I'm good. So let us, just talk to people, tell the people a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, uh, I'm Aries Knight. You can call me AK. Um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, raised between here. Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. So I have a connection between the two. But I've been doing this music thing for, I'll say, a good little while. But, you know, start taking it more seriously in the past five years, whatever. So, but... You know, yeah, just you know, just somebody out here just trying to put a different sound out there, put a different sound in your earways, and uh, you know, just give something that's enjoyable and relatable to people. You know, it's not going to touch everybody, but it's, it's going it's going to hit some people. Yeah, as long as you touch one. So exactly, what is it? Uh, when is it? Can you remember that you first fell in love with music? Yeah, man, you know, back in the day, just like. Being a kid and everything, like my family uh, on my mother's side, you know, just heavy, uh, heavy ingrained in music and stuff like that. Like a lot of uh, just going all the way back to, you know, those before me, just like, you know, jazz musicians and, you know, church musicians and stuff like that. And, you know, I kind of kind of grew up in the church. So it's like, you know, I was always around music. But then like as I got older, it's like, you know, my father always had a lot of hip-hop CDs and it's well not CDs he had the tapes he had a lot of hip-hop tapes in his car and stuff like that and then like as I grew up I started uh you know just writing my own raps and stuff like that and I was always you know coming up to my mom begging her for new CDs and stuff like that it's just you know the, the love affair has been beautiful you feel me the love affair has been beautiful it's an addiction now okay and when did you know you wanted to actually pursue and say, hey, this is music thing is something that I, I, I want to get into. I, I need to be involved in it. Uh, 2008, uh, 2008, when I was uh, probably around like 11th grade, I started going to my homie Joe's basement uh, on the Hill District here in Pittsburgh. And uh, we would record every day after school, every day after school. And uh, musical influences? Musical influences, there's a, there's so many just because I listen to so much, but, you know, I would definitely uh, definitely name Outkast, you know, Snoop Dogg, Notorious, B.I.G., Tupac, 
Um, you have guys like Scarface, <laughs> Too Short, E40. You know, just just a lot of a lot of heads in the game that influenced me over the years. Now, has it always just been uh, hip hop that influenced you? Do you get any like rock or rock, you know, influence or anything oh, yeah. like that? Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of rock influence and uh, all type of influence. Because personally, like when I'm trying to get out of a, a funk, like a writer's block or a creative block or anything like that, and I'm trying to find inspiration. I can't listen to too much hip hop. I have to switch it up. So like I'll get my inspiration from hip hop now and then, but now I'll be like, you know, I need to listen to some some Soundgarden, some Alice in Chains. I need to listen to you know this, that, and the third electronic music, whatever. But it's like the the influences are all over the board. When when did you come up with the name Aries Knight? I never got a chance to ask you this. So this is I'm I'm very curious about okay. this. When so the, basically, yeah. you know, Aries Aries is uh, the god of war. Mm-hmm. Aries is the god of war, and then so I'm knocking over my water bottle. But um, Aries is the god of war, and then Knight is a last name on my father's side. So um, my father's mother. She has some knights in her family. And I just, when I learned about that, I didn't know about them until, I don't know, maybe like the mid-2010s. I didn't know about the knights because my father's last name was Rhodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, I like I like that knight. You know, I like, it's just the, the way it is because of the way it's spelled and everything like that. I'm just like, that's just a, that's a dope last name. So when I came up with the Aries Knight, that was it. That was it right there. Now, uh, what would you consider your sound as far as like, you know, is it more of that uh, conscious hip hop or is it more of more of, a, you know, really artsy? You know, what is it? Right. Um, honestly, you know, I was always influenced. Like, you know, you, you heard my older stuff, you know, I, yeah. I always, you know, have a. I had a little bit of that East Coast MC sound for a while just because where I'm living. Mm-hmm. But it's also like I was always in the South, and then I have family from the West. And so it's like the South and the West, you know, South and the West musically, especially with hip-hop, always been tied together. So it's like I always had that West Coast and Southern sound around me and stuff. So it's like once I got onto the the West Coast sound and the, the Southern sound and, you know, started embracing it more just because it, it resonated with me so much, you know, I go with that. So, you know, I got some I got some stuff that speaks to your mind, but I also got some stuff where, you know, you motherfucking pimp. You out here doing your thing. You making this money, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. But it's also things that kind of just, you know, flow together with things in my life. And it's just, you know, it's just stuff that stuff that comes off my chest. That's all. Now, the, the, what do you want people to get from your music as far as, like, the feeling and, 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 and is it any messages that you try to get across in your music and what are those messages that you try to get across honestly number one as far as the feeling the feeling it's gonna like i said it's going to vary like you're gonna have some tracks where you know i'm telling you something deeply about you know you know thoughts that go on and that go on in my mind and certain things that go on in your life and you know, this, that, and the third. And, you know, other times I'm just like, you know, I want you to have a good time. I want you to vibe out. I want you to, you know, enjoy your high and have a chill track or this, that. But it's um, it's just more so just I want people to really take out of my music. I'm really trying to encourage people, you know, don't focus on all these distractions out here. Don't focus on the negative energy and 
you know, the people out here trying to bring you down and put a hindrance on your life, you know, just really go out here and get yours. Go thrive. Just put the blinders on. You feel me? Just block these things out and just go towards your goal. You can, you know, make anything happen. You just have to be focused and willing to let those things go and embrace the positive. And, you know, that's one thing I can say with listening to, man, a lot of your music is that a lot of your music, well, 99.9% it's positive like I I, I should say damn near 100% I shouldn't even say 99.9% but I've always heard that positive vibe I feel that I'm I'm going to decrease the percentage just because some of the shit I'll be talking about ain't too positive but I feel you I feel you because I'm not going to glorify a lot of the a lot of the more grimy or like street type shit I talk about because I'll never glorify it but it's more so just, you know, coming from a standpoint of what I've seen and what I've been through and stuff like that. But I definitely hear what you're saying. Like, I try to have some positive undertones, but it's definitely going to be something where you're playing for, you know, maybe like somebody's father who's, you know, he was affiliated with the movement, like the civil rights or something like that, or he's in the church or something like that. It's going to be like, oh, who is this? Turn him off. <laughs> you know, oh, it's going to be like that. It's going to be some people. Well, I think you're strategic with the stuff that you let me hear. I think you are because you kind of somewhat know the things that I listen to and the things that I like. So I'm like, right. what, the stuff that right. I hear is always, okay, yeah, I'm on this because I like right. the sound that you bring and I like, um, how should I say it? The The last thing I remember you sending me and it was on my old phone. It was real tribe called Questish, if I should say. Okay. Where it was. You about, remember the name? That's not. I, I see it's on my old phone. I got a new phone, so I don't even have it on this oh, phone. Okay. But it was the last. I think your last album you was working on, maybe two or three years ago. But I just. I remember okay. I had it. We was. I would play it at work all the time, and people was like, "Oh, who is that?" And I tell them who it is, and you know, so. But. That's that East Coast influence. Yeah, yeah it, it was a very <laughs> yeah, e- it was yeah. a very East Coast album. Yeah. So, how has where you you know where you from shaped your music and sound? And you know, how has okay, like your so, environment um, and you know the people around the city, the you know state right. and stuff like that? All right. So basically, um, being in Pittsburgh, you know, we don't really have our own sound. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And so you, you got a lot of guys, and I'm not knocking anybody because there's a lot of guys around here I, you know, I really uh, support and I, I enjoy their music and stuff like that, but we don't really have our own sound, so we pull from other places. But a lot of dudes around here, they have that, they have the tendency to pull from Chicago since drill rap got so popular. And so a lot of these dudes, they're, they're sounding like Chicago rappers. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, I listen to some Chicago rappers, you know, but it's just a lot of guys pull from that. And personally, being from Pittsburgh and then being raised between here and the South, I pulled from the South, but also the West Coast because Pittsburgh and L.A., Pittsburgh and the West Coast, period, have always had a connection. Like, I mean, the first, and I I don't like to get into the gang shit and stuff like that because I'm not trying to, you know, condone it. You know, I'm past that. But it's like, you know, the first Crips in Pittsburgh, the first Crips on the East Coast, came from LA they set up shop in a neighborhood called Homewood over here and that's how we got Crips in Pittsburgh that's how we got Crips on the heat and I mean anybody can look it up anybody can go back to it that's how we got Crips and then later on we got blood it's like we were the first ones over here with it 
in the early 90s. I think it was late 80s, actually. I think it was late 80s. But that's how that happened. But Pittsburgh, L.A. always been connected. You know, you always see, like, Snoop and his people rocking Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of them dudes on the West rock the Pittsburgh P-hat and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's always been love. And now you look with Khalifa's over in California heavy all the time, kind of connecting to the point where people were considering him a West Coast artist. But it's like, you know, um, you can even go to a little history, little history drop right here. Uh, you might remember, Jeff, you can even go to uh, Sam Sneed, who was on Death Row. Sam yeah. Sneed was from an area called the Keysport out here. Suge and Dr. Dre came out, and uh, they took him, his production team, brought him out to California. He helped contribute to the Doggy Style album, helped contribute to you know various projects on Death Row. And so it's just like Pittsburgh and the West always had a connection. So it's like, you know, I, I try to I try to keep that alive. It's like, you know, we got... We got some sounds to us. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Chicago doesn't rock with us to the extent that the West Coast does. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not give the West Coast that love? Okay. So now this is a question that I have because I'm going to ask this question a lot to every guest, but you're okay. the first one and I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy to hear your answer. Um, how has your support, uh, been with you, you know, trying to grind as far as musically getting your dreams out as music and your goals and stuff like that. How has your support been? Cause for me, I'm going to tell you personally, um, as I've been doing, uh, this podcast, the people who's been rocking with we rocking with me the most are not my friends and family. Now my my intermediate uh-huh. family, you know that yes, they 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 are supportive, but people that you would expect, people that that you know, people that right. are like right there, like you can just go on your Facebook page and people that you maybe yeah. went to school with, know you, whatever, whatever, they're not really rocking. They 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 say they support you, but they're not really supporting you. You right, but w- me being in this world now, especially, um. Though being on different podcasts, interacting with other people now, the support has been amazing, but it has become it came from a place that I didn't expect. So I just want to know as yeah. far as you musically, how how has your support and stuff like that been? Uh honestly that it's the same thing that you were saying. You know, it's like there's there's a lot of people that I've been rocking with for years that do support me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold you on that. You feel me? Like a lot of them have definitely came through and supported, but at the same time, like you said, it comes from places you don't expect, people you don't even know. It might come from somebody all the way in Canada. It might come from somebody all the way across the map in a state that I don't even know. And it's just like, all right, I didn't think I was doing anything over there, but apparently my engagements are up over there. Apparently I got some people who's trying to add me on Instagram. They they like this song. And I'm just like, okay, you know, that's, that's what's good. I remember... Uh, I don't know if you remember the song uh, YCR Yellow Cadillac Raps. I but, do. Um, I, yeah, YCR had that on SoundCloud. And I remember I got a comment from a dude in Texas. He was like, we slapping this down here in uh, Amarillo. And I was just like, for real? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. but, okay. But it's, it's things like that. You know, you never know where the support's going to come from. But that's why I try to tell people, and I'll tell people right now, you know, don't pressure yourself in you know, just look always in your circle and stuff like that. You know, look outside your circle because those are the people that are really going to flock to you. A lot of people, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people that you know, 
ain't going to want to see you win. They ain't going to want to see you win. They want to see themselves win. So some people that you rock with, they might have been cool with you until they seen you getting some traction with your dream, and that's when things start going south. But that's how it goes, you know? Yeah, it's it's really amazing how that works out because – you can think one thing, but it's really another thing. And I'm not mad. And I'm, exactly. not, like, I'm not like, right, oh, right. but it's just, you know, you're aware of these things and you can notice these things because yeah. I've made numerous like friends, I will call them now that like, and it was just from us having the same thing being because it's hard being a minority in the podcast thing because exactly. a lot of uh, just we'll call it what it is. A lot of white people are mostly showcased in this, you know, area. They're the ones who right. highlight it. So us, we have to work extra harder. And I, you know, the people that can gravitate towards us are the people that's doing it. So I can understand yeah. that. But the people like you say, hey, just just share my page, just click my page, right, just like right. my page. I'm not gonna beg nobody to do that. Like I'm not gonna beg oh, you to no, do never. it. But then on the yeah. same turn, you're going to send me something about what you're doing. And, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, but, but me, the type of person I am, I'm not going to be like them. Yeah, I'm going to support you because that's how I am because Absolutely. I feel like, hey, I'm going to support everybody because we, we all need to be winning out here. And I just exactly. feel like that sometimes I think people either, like you said, are don't want to see you win or just in their own world. But it, 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 it would mm-hmm. be better if it was different. But, you know, it is what it is. No, real shit. Real shit. Um, with that, because with everything, we have our highs and we have our lows. Right. How has the highs been and how have the lows been? As far oh, as, you know, because so, I, I, I definitely know how the lows can be and I definitely yeah. know how the highs can be, but it's, it's great to hear. Maybe you can expand on some of your uh, ups and downs. Okay. I mean, We'll start. We'll start with the downs just to just to build it up. But I mean, the downs. I mean, honestly, it's just the lows. The lows was low. You know what I'm saying? They 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 was low. You know, I'm going through moments where, you know, I even know if I wanted to do this anymore. I felt like I I wasn't the best I could be. I lost creative inspiration. You know, I was falling on and off for a while. I mean, it's just you know, I've had deals fall through. I've had, you know, so much go low. But, you know, once the highs came, it was like, you know, that's that's one thing. You know, when you, when you truly motivated, when you truly have an ambitious spirit, you're going to get discouraged sometimes. You're going to get, you know, down to the bottom. But that ambitious spirit is not going to let you quit. So, you know, something builds up inside you where you keep fighting. So it's like, you know, here I am now, you know, about to drop this project. And it's like this is – I'm so satisfied because I found the formula that I want to roll with going forward just at least for a little bit where it's like you know i release an ep and every song is solid every song is something that i can hear playing on the radio you know it's it's, qual- it's quality over quantity you feel me mm-hmm. it's like i don't want to i don't want to press too much burden too much and it's like i put that down in the studio and like after i recorded i felt like i was back but better than ever and it's like after the past year and a half, whatever that I've been through, dealing with everything I went through, all the mental, you know, straining I went through, it's just like everything came full circle. And everything just built me up and made me stronger. And it's like now, you know, I got tools at my disposal. I got a, I got a luxury sneaker line that I'm about to roll out for the fall. 
And I got my partner, Rafiq Cromwell, from Pittsburgh. He's doing great things, so I couldn't pick a better partner. But it's like, you know, there's always a there's always that that moment where you're like, you know what, everything I've been through, it's not even going to compare to this, you know. Most definitely. Now, as as being an artist, because I know how that can be, you're in the studio a lot. Now, what right. if we could talk about what are your essentials that you have to have when you're in the studio? <laughs> All right. So usually, I don't know. Like it, it's rough because I have my switch ups. Like a lot of times, I'll be like, okay, I need, you know, I need weed. Or sometimes I'm just like, you know what, I want to go into this with a clear head. You know, I choose certain moments I want to be sober. Mm -hmm. Other moments I'm like, you know what, if I got the homies around or something like that, all right, we're going to smoke. But if I'm just going in for a session by myself, it's just me and the engineer. My engineer don't even smoke no more. So it's just like I'm just sitting there smoking by myself. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to do that. So it's like I'm just going to bang this out sober. But, um, you know, that – uh, I'm always have you know the smart water on deck. You know you gotta, gotta make sure your throat's clear, y'all. You gotta make sure your throat's clear, especially those you know out here smoking cigarettes. I'm out here trying to quit, but it's like you can't you can't go into your session fresh off a cigarette and start drinking pop and juice and stuff like that. It's just that's that's not. <laughs> but you know take take some snacks with you stuff like that or order food whatever like that. And, you know besides that, I just always try to come through just prepare with those things and everything else is just is gravy. I don't need no outside distraction, no no nothing like that. That's that's usually all I need. I just need some things to carry me through the, the few hours or the day or whatever and I'm good. Now are we are we do we got the notepad or we are we doing it on the on the phone? Oh uh, we, we we evolved now. We, we we got this on the phone. I used to do a notepad for a minute but yeah, I got it on the phone now, so we gravy. We okay. <laughs> I had to. I was yeah, wondering. I was like, here. "What does we? Are we doing it like Eminem on scratch scratches a sheet of paper or something like that?" That's dope. No, because I think what made me also condone my change to uh to the note to the the phone notepad, the notepad and the phone was mm-hmm. that you can hear the pages turning when you're on the mic. You feel me? I don't like that. Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of always like you know, no, this, this ain't a go no more. We want to switch this up. Okay, now three albums. You can only have three. They have shaped you creatively as far as your you know transitions, like maybe from year to year or every each year. You know, say this album is is this your essential album? You go back to to get you in that creative zone. Okay, um, Outcast, Eighteen Aliens. That's always going to be in there. Just um classic album, like just the way it flows and the mm-hmm. production and, you know, lyrical content. Like that album, honestly, like the first time I heard it, I was just amazed. Like I'm not even I'm not even for the lie. Like I was just I was just amazed. I, it was something it was something otherworldly. I mean literally it goes to the name AT Alien. I was just like, Bro, this can't be a real album. Like, yep, <laughs> like this can't be a real here. album. Like it was it was, you feel me? It was like yeah. the perfect hip hop album for a long time. It still is. To still me. is. It still yeah. is to be like, I, I could listen to it and from the features from like, you know, Goody Mob and stuff like that. Like it's just the album's classic, bro. The album's classic. And then uh, you always have. I can go out of the genre. I can go out the genre. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, um, I would say Daft Punk Discovery. Mm-hmm. Daft Punk Discovery is just it rides. You know, it rides. It's, 
it's a good vibe. You know, some people, you know, always say, oh, Daft Punk uh, lost their touch and stuff like that. But it's like, bro, they didn't lose their touch. They were just, they were evolving with the times. And I even liked their album after that, Random Access Memories. Well, not after that, but I liked the Random Access Memories later on down the line. But it's just like they didn't lose touch, but it's hard to recapture the sound of an album like Discovery. Because Discovery was just, it was butter to me. You know, like just the vibe. Like it had stuff that can make you dance. It had stuff that you can drive late night to. It had everything. And you know, Discovery is always something when I'm just trying to get in the creative zone. And, you know, I'm just trying to be inspired. So it's out. I'll definitely listen to it and brainstorm some ideas because, you know, a lot of the tracks didn't really have heavy vocals on them, so it's easy to just stay in your mind and just think about things. Mm -hmm. But um, Discovery, and then I'm going to say I'm trying to pick one from another genre, too. I'm going to say this it seems like a a stereotype. Not stereotype. That's the wrong word. (laughs) It seems like a, um, how I put it, cliche. Cliche, that's what I'm thinking. I'm I'm tired. It seems like a cliche answer because a lot of people say it or a lot of people always, you know, they have like the Nirvana shirts and you got dudes that rock Nirvana shirts that never even listen to Nirvana. But it's like, I love Nirvana. I love grunge music. And it's like, uh, never mind. Mm -hmm. Never mind. is just an album that I can always go back to. And it's like, man, it's like, it's just, it's something about it, just how heavy it was you know, Kurt's vocals might not have been, you know, up there on the level of someone like Lane Staley from Alice in Chains or, you know, Chris Cordell. But at the same time, it's just the, the lyrics were effective. The instrument, the instrumentals were effective, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it was, it was a great listen. I mean, it's to the point where any way I can buy it, I'm a buy it. You know, I'm a have the vinyl. I got the little, uh, the little collector CD with the, the two disc with like the, the regular CD and then you got the B sides and the live recordings and there's a little booklet inside that got pictures and notes and all that stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm a fan fan. Like, I'm a fan fan. I got a big, I got a big poster, uh, Kurt Cobain smoking a cigarette up on my wall. It's like, I, I definitely, I definitely love some Nirvana. Now, do you need an honorable mention album or are you good with those three? Oh man. Honorable mention album. I'm going to give it to a, Ah, I, I was torn for a second. I was going to say Tupac, All Eyes on Me, but that's that's a standard thing, so I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to say E-40 in a major way. I'm going to say in a major way. Oh, wow. You know, I've never listened to an E-40 album. So that's that's interesting you said saying that, you know. Uh, classic. I would say go listen to it. I would, I would definitely say go listen to it. I mean, now that you say that and now that you put it in there for like, you know, I, I most definitely will. Maybe, you know, I just yeah. never heard anybody say, oh, I, you know. A E forty album, so, but I know oh, you know. Yeah. I know lots of, lots his lyrics game. are different. I know that because that's just yeah, di- lots that's of a game, lots of slaps. Yeah, that's a different sound over there in the uh, Bay Area, so it all hits different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always. So, with the last question, I'm gonna ask you, and maybe you do, or maybe you don't. How do you okay. use how do you use social media to to benefit what you're doing? And do you use all social media? And do you think it's helped? And how right. do you think it can also hurt just artists in general with social media? Okay. Um. So basically, let's start with the first one. Um. How I use social media basically is uh, I don't have all social media. Like I haven't been 
consistent with my Twitter. I honestly fell off, and I've just been kind of neglectful to it. So I have to get back with the Twitter game because I do want to be a master of all social media trades. You know, I'm trying to be out here with the Thanos glove. You feel me? I'm trying to have all the stones. Yeah. But um, it's just I fell off of Twitter. But, you know, I'm I'm definitely a – I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Those are my main ones. Mm-hmm. Those are my main ones, and I use those two to my – full advantage and with facebook you know a lot of people find me on there that's why i keep my real name julian bowman because you know i put the aries knight in there as my nickname but um you know i put it as julian bowman just because number one they won't let me change it back to aries knight i don't know why <laughs> like they said i need to they said i need to actually send a picture of an id with that name on it so either oh, wow. i just stick with julian bowman or i change my name to aries knight and I'm probably not going to do that because my mama's going to look at me crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, no, honestly, I just go on there and it's just, um, I, I'm me. You know, I'm, I'm me on there. You know, I post a lot of the things I like. Like, you know, we, you and me, we always talk about things like, you know, uh, like comics or games or wrestling or whatever like that. So, you know, I'll post, I'll share things like that. But on top of it, you know, I'll try to, you know, share inspirational things, motivational things. And then I just, I crack a lot of jokes. I'm just, I like to crack jokes. I just, I find humor in things that some people wouldn't. And I I just crack jokes and I just, I try to connect with people, you know, I build more of that connection because when people see that, you know, even I'm not at no major point right now. I'm not, you know, a big player in the game or nothing like that, but it's just like, even when, I get to that point. It's just like, just show people that you're human. Show people that you are just a person that they can, hey, man, that dude's cool. Like, I, 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 could, I could rock with him even if he wasn't doing music. You feel me? Just things like that. Because people out here, they give artists God complexes just by seeing them as somebody above and stuff like that. I ain't above nobody, man. At, at one point, I felt like I was the lowest on the earth. So it's just like, I know I'm not above nobody. But you, you know, I just I- want to show people. It's that God, it's that God complex where you see the person, yeah. but you can't touch them. So in your mind, you're yeah. thinking like, "Oh, they not like us, or they don't do the things the same stuff right. that we do." So you 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 make them bigger right. than what they are. No, that's, that's that's real shit, and it's like I I don't want nobody to try to gas my head like that. It's like you know, at, when I do a show, I always uh I do a show, and then like I see you know people rocking to it and stuff like that. Whatever, like the last show I did a few weeks ago. Like, I got done, I passed the mic back over to the DJ, and I just, you know, went splousing people up and, you know, said thank you and, you know, chopped it up for a little bit, connected on social media, whatever. It's like, it's that, you know, there's some dudes who's Hollywood already and they ain't made it off the off the, uh, the front porch, you know. They ain't even got out here with it. And it's like, bro, don't you got to lose that Hollywood complex because that's when you know that's the person that's not going to be genuine towards the people when it comes down to them making it. You know, they're not going to be the person that embraces the fans like that. And it's like, bro, I'm a fan of music. So I'm going to be at Coachella fanning out over an artist who's probably sitting here like, I like his music, but why is he acting like a 15-year-old like school kid? You know, <laughs> like, why, why is he over here, you know, barely able to control himself? Like I say, if I meet Snoop, when I meet Snoop, I'm probably going to be sitting there rapping some of his lyrics back to him for like 10 minutes straight. He's going to be sitting here looking like, cuz. <laughs> He's like, whoa. whoa you know, up. he going to pass you the smoke. That's all he going to do. <laughs> that's all. That's okay with me. That's okay with me. But, you know, it's just, that's that's the fan in me. But um, And then you said uh, how social media can help and hurt. Yeah. Um, social media is very helpful. It is very helpful, but you have to know, 
you know, have to know how to work the keys. You know, you have to know how to work the keys and the lock. So, you know, it's all about, you know, just trying to find different strategies. And there's all type of guys out there, you know, YouTube videos on how to grow your social media. There's honestly, there's people that you can enlist their help yeah. to, to target your page to people of interest and all that stuff. So it's like, there's ways that social media can greatly benefit even SoundCloud. Like people talk down on SoundCloud and it's like, I believe that SoundCloud's here for a reason because even though I'm going to put my, my projects going forward on all platforms, SoundCloud is still going to be one of them just because everybody doesn't have Spotify, Apple music, something like that. Like I rode in lifts and Ubers where the driver is listening to SoundCloud. And there's a lot of solid dudes on SoundCloud. And so yes. at the end of the day, I want it to be accessible to everybody. Take advantage of YouTube. If, you, if you're if funny or if you feel like your life is something of interest, do a vlog, do you know little skits on top of your videos that you post on there, do day-to-day things, whatever. But you know, it's just social media is very beneficial. Now, the way it can hurt is when people get out here, start doing the dumb shit, like, you know, putting too much of your your personal opinion on very taboo topics. You feel me? And that's one thing I stay away from. Like nobody really knows how I feel about a lot of taboo topics in the world. Like, I mean, unless it's like something like I number one, I'm always going to stand up for my, my complexion, my race. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to stand up for that. So you're not going to get away with talking down on black people talking about this, that, no, no, no. I'm about to step in on that. But I'm not going to get out here and be like, oh, well, this person's stupid for believing this or blah, blah, blah. This person's gay, blah, blah. As far as I'm concerned, this ain't my this ain't my issue. Mm-hmm. Do what you do, live your life. I'm not tripping on that. But people get on there and they hurt their own image. You know, there's dudes that will get on there and have whole 200 comment debates talking about being gay is a sin. And it's like, I, I get that you are heavily invested in your religion. That's okay. But if you are an artist, this is hurting you because even non-gay people are supporters of the movement. So you done lost that fan. You done lost this fan because he thinks you a homophobe and he doesn't even support it, but he doesn't fuck with homophobes. So he's like, Oh no, I can't rock with you. And, you know, it's like you're doing too much. You know, you got dudes that sit here and there, I think there was one dude, he posted a meme. It was like a joke, but it seemed very rapey. You feel me? It seemed very rapey. It's like, nigga, now you look like a creep. You know, it's shit like that. It's like, you just got to be smart. You got to be smart. You can be yourself, have fun, blah, 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 but don't bring a side out of you that is unbecoming, you know? And so that's how I, that shit can hurt people. And then if you're lazy on social media, like you just, you don't know how to promote, right? So you just spam your music a lot. Like you just post the same link. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like shit like that. You can't do that. So you just have to... Uh really try to have a strategy with it and just be thoughtful. Now, would you ever hire somebody to do that for you once you get to a certain point? Or would you stick strictly to, no, I got it? It, it would be a no, I got it, just because I feel like it wouldn't be as genuine. I feel like some people just want to be able to do it for me. I just, I know how I like my, my social media to go, and I know that, you know, everything I post on there, it's just things that I'm feeling at the moment thoughts in my mind stuff like that so i feel like it wouldn't even work like it would just get real bland and watered down so i wouldn't even do that now this is a question that just came to me so i'm going to ask you and i feel it's a good question now this question is if it was to end today or tomorrow if somebody said you know what 
you can't do it in music anymore. What you've done, that's it. You finished. You can't do it anymore. Would you feel complete about what you did? Would you feel like, you know what? I did all I could do. I did. I put my heart into it. I put everything I had into it. And I'm fine with that. Would you be fine with it if it was if it was taken away from you today? I'm going to keep it real. I wouldn't be completely fine just because I feel like I haven't hit the peak that I came. Mm-hmm. But uh, especially with this new crop of music that's about to drop. But it's like, honestly, I would still stay connected to the music in some way, whether it would be, you know, being in the younger artist here or trying to manage a younger artist or, you know, being involved in the music industry in some way. And, you know, I would just focus on, you know, other endeavors and stuff like that, try to be smart. You know, I just, you know, the way I'm built and just the, the spirit that's inside me, I got to be successful at as something, you know, I gotta be successful period before I go out. So it's like, you know, I, I would, I would make things shape. I'll make things work, but I would just have to stay connected to the music in some way, whether it's owning a label, anything like that. I would just have to be connected. That's awesome. Now closing out the show, I want you to plug okay. everything, everything from your music to All your, right. to, to your social media, everything that you could think of plug it now so people can, get in contact with you, maybe start following you, listen to your music and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, for sure, um, basically, you know, follow me on Instagram, goddamn AK, G-A-D-A-M-N-A-K. I'm on there, post some flicks and promote some music, some things like that. Not as entertaining as my Facebook, but, you know, it's definitely a definitely a little, little thing to scroll through and just check out what I got going on. Um, Facebook, Julian Bowman, Aries Knight. You know, Aries Knight's my nickname on there, but you type it in on the Facebook search bar, you'll find me. I'm up on there. And uh, honestly, man, the Royale EP is coming out August 13th. I'm very excited about this. I'm feeling good. It's some of my most solid work as far as no filler, no nothing like that, just all solid listen through. I've tested it on unbiased ears. I've tested it on biased ears. I ain't got one bad review yet, and I'll take that. You know what I mean? Honestly, if somebody gives me a, a more critical review, that's okay, too. I mean, I, I want to know what's lacking and what's popping with my music. But, you know, I, I've gotten good things. People that don't owe me nothing. And they've told me great things. And so, you know, Royale EP is coming August 13th. And 64, my first single, my single, main single off the EP is dropping on the 25th of June. So that's coming up. And it's going to be streaming everywhere. So... We got this, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be streaming. We're gonna be out here. And I was blessed to be able to. After this episode ends, you will hear. A, you, I guess you, if you listen to it, you will hear N64, uh, and that will be my opening music for my show now on. I was blessed Absolutely. with it. I want to, I want to thank you for that. So people may get a, you know, an early yeah, listen yeah. if they listen yeah, all yeah. the way to the end. Um. Funny thing, funny story. You know, I feel like I should tell this. Okay. You know, it's crazy how people. You want to know how me and uh, Aries Knight connected was through YouTube. I guess people yeah, wondering yeah. how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember seeing this video of this guy, and I was like, "Oh, he's talking wrestling." And this is years ago, and I can't even think yeah, of whatever. Yeah, and I was like, like, ah. two, like 2012, 2013. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, "I'm a follow," and. 
I think one day you just said, hey, if anybody got any old, and I was like, I was already getting rid of some old DVDs. I said, I'm just going to send yeah. it to him or whatever. It ain't no big deal. And he's like, uh, how much you want? I was like, I don't worry about it, man. You got it, whatever. I needed to get it out the house anyway. And from then, we just grew a friendship from there. Um, he's one of the people that I can say I don't talk to every day. But if he ever needed me for anything, from advice to anything like that, I would be right there because it's just a bond. Yeah, you know, say it's just like it's just something there that I know he's my friend and I'm his friend. And there's yeah. a great connection there. And I want to see all the good things in life happen to him. Yeah, he's a big homie. He's a big homie for real. So other than that, if you listen this far, this is Jeff. You know how I go. You can catch me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and Jeff versus the world Facebook page. If you got any questions or comments, you can send them to Jeff versus the world at yahoo.com. And Hey man, thank you again for being the first person to do the more, you know, and hell yeah, you know, bro. Hell yeah. I appreciate it. We are signing off. Peace. It's that top down shit. Doing your goddamn thing Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul Just do you, baby Retro player, player, and 64 Cruising USA Exotica, I need some bows Hit the floors, cause I need that flower in this hoe Nintendo power with the power, you gon' run the show Flow heavy on beats like a tampon Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand off Getting buck, hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong Retro player, player, and 64 You ain't cuffing, get these hundreds, I'ma tell a hoe It was all no love, I was dead broke Now I'm getting head till they fucking neck broke With a limp like my motherfucking leg broke Three brokes ain't a joke, get your mail broke My advice, get your cheddar copper cell broke Focus on your own hustle like for real though. You don't wanna play no game with me You ain't playing how I'm playing, get the Uber, you ain't staying Progress ain't the land, time is money, get the paying bills You don't wanna play no game with me You ain't playing how I'm playing, get the Uber, you ain't staying Progress ain't the land, time is money, get the paying bills Funny bitches blowing like the cartridges, they ain't touching my career With the long fade, no confusion. I ain't playing with this rap shit. Build the empire, hit a new tax bracket. I'ma show you how it hitting like a tennis racket. RIP Uncle Bernie, now a nigga Mackin. Play a smooth operator in 64. Hit the top with no motherfucking cheat codes. Donkey Kong 64, smoking big drove five in the mold while my whole cook friends toast nose closed. Hit a split, bitch. How you do that there? Mary out my key, let her pipe it down on the stairs. Huh. But it was all fair game. Bitch, stay up in your lane. You don't wanna play no games with me. You ain't playing how I'm playing. Get the Uber, you ain't staying. Progress ain't the land. Time is money, get the paying, bitch. You don't wanna play no games with me. You ain't playing how I'm playing. Get the Uber, you ain't staying. Progress ain't the land. Time is money, get the paying, bitch. You's a freaky deep, and I like that, bitch. <laughs> Count this money while your sis cook these grits. You finna play Mario 64 and all that shit. <laughs> Mushroom pendant coming. 90s product. Nintendo player, player, that song. We just out here getting it how we live. Pittsburgh to the Bay, all the way down to NC. Just kidding, that last note's okay.